Act Two of Double Falsehood or The Distressed Lovers by Louis Theobald. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One. Scene The Prospect of a Village. Enter Fabian and Lopez. Henriquez on the opposite side soft soft you neighbour who comes here pray you slink aside ha has it come to this oh the devil the devil the devil lo you now for want of the discreet ladle of a cool understanding will this fellow's brains boil over to have enjoyed her would have given what all that at present i could boast my own and the reversion of the world to boot had the inheritance been mine and now just doom of guilty joys i grieve as much that i have rifled all the stores of beauty those charms of innocence and artless love as just before i was devoured with sorrow that she refused my vows and shut the door upon my ardent longings love love downright love i see by the foolishness of it now then to recollections was not so a promise first of marriage not a promise only for twas bound with surely a thousand oats and those not light ones neither yet i remember too those oats could not prevail though unpractised made tremble to meet my love by force alone i snatched the imperfect joy which now torments my memory not love but brutal violence prevailed to which the time and place and opportunity were accessories most dishonourable shame shame upon it what a heap of stuff's this i fancy this fellow's head would make a good peddler's pack neighbour hold let me be severe to myself but not unjust was it a rape then no her shrieks her exclamations then had drove me from her true she did not consent as true she did resist but still in silence all "'Twas but the coyness of a modest bride, not the resentment of a ravish mate. "'And is the man yet born, who could not risk the guilt to meet the joy? "'The guilt, that's true, but then the danger, the tears, the glamours of the ruined maid, "'pursuing me to court. "'That, that, I farewell, as it already does my conscience, something, shatter my honour. "'What's to be done?' but now i have no choice fair leonora reigns confessed the tyrant queen of my revolted heart violante seems a short usurper there julio is already by my arts removed o oh, friendship how wilt thou answer that oh that a man could reason down this fever of the blood or soothe with words the tumult in his heart then julio i might be indeed thy friend they they only should condemn me, who, born devoid of passion, never approved the fierce dispute twixt virtue and desire, while they who have, like me, the loose escapades of youthful nature known, must wink at mine, indulgent to their own. Exit Henriquez. This man is certainly mad, and may be mischievous. Prithee, neighbour, let's follow him, but at some distance, for fear of the worst. Exeunt after Henriquez. Scene two, an apartment. 
enters Violante alone. Whom shall I look upon without a blush? There is not a maid whose eye with virgin grace pierces not to my guilt. What will it avail me to say I was not willing? Nothing but that I publish my dishonour and wound my fame anew. Oh, misery to seem to all one's neighbours rich, yet no oneself necessitous and wretched. Enter maid, and afterwards Gerald with a letter. Madam, here's Gerald, Lord Enrique's servant. He brings a letter to you. A letter to me? How I tremble now. Your lord's for court, good Gerald, is he not? Not so, lady. Oh, my presaging heart! When goes he, then? His business now steers him some other course. Whither, I pray you, how my fears torment me. Some two months' progress. Whither, whither, sir, I do beseech you. Good heaven, I lose all patience. Did he deliberate this, or was the business but then conceived when it was born? Lady, I know not that, nor is it in the command I have to wait your answer. For the perusing the letter, I commend you to your leisure. Exit, Gerald. To hearts like mine suspense is misery. Wax, render up thy trust. Be thy contents prosperous or fatal. They are all my due. Reads. Our prudence should now teach us to forget what our indiscretion has committed. I have already made one step towards this wisdom by prevailing myself to bid you farewell. Oh, wretched and betrayed, lost Violante, heart wounded with a thousand perjured vows, poisoned with studied language and bequeathed to desperation. I am now become the tomb of my own honor, a dark mansion for death alone to dwell in. I invite thee, consuming desolation, to this temple now fit to be thy spoil, the ruined fabric which cannot be repaired at once or thrown. What must I do? But that's not worth my thought. I will commend to hazard all the time I shall spend hereafter. Farewell, my father, whom I'll no more offend, and men adieu whom I'll no more believe, and maids adieu whom I'll no longer shame. The way I go as yet I know not. Sorrow be my guide. Exit Violante. Scene three. Prospect of a village before Don Bernard's house. Enters Henriquez. Perwer the eyes, the voice, the various charms. Each beauty's particle, each nameless grace. Parents of glowing love, all these in her, it seems, were not. But a disease in me, that fancied graces in her, who never beheld, more than a hawthorn shall have cause to say, the cedar's a tall tree, and scorn the shade, the loved bush once had lent him. Soft, my nonna, begins to sicken in this black reflection, how can it be that with my honour safe i should pursue leonora for my wife that were accumulating injuries to violante first and now to julio to her a perjured wretch to him perfidious and to myself in strongest terms accused of murthering honour wilfully without which my dog's the creature of the nobler kind but pleasure is too strong for reason's curb and conscience sinks overpowered with beauty sweet come leonora authoress of my crime 
appear and vindicate thy empire here aid me to drive this lingering honour hence and i am wholly thine enter to him don bernard and leonora fie my good lord why would you wait without if you suspect your welcome i have brought my leonora to assure you of it henriquez salutes leonora o oh, kiss sweet as the odours of the spring but cold as dews that dwell in morning flowers say leonora was your father conquered shall duty then last obtain the price which you refuse to love and shall henriquez owe all his happiness to good bernardo ah no i read my ruin in your eyes that sorrow louder than a thousand tongues pronounces my despair come leonora you are not now to learn this noble lord whom but to name restores my failing age has with a lover's eye beheld your beauty through which his heart speaks more than language can it offers joy and happiness to you and honour to our house imagine then the birth and qualities of him that loves you which when you know you cannot rate too dear my father on my knees i do beseech you to pause one moment on your daughter's ruin i vow my heart even bleeds that i must thank you for your past tenderness and yet distrust that which is yet behind consider sir whosoe'er's the occasion of another's fault cannot himself be innocent oh give not the censuring world occasion to reproach your harsh commands or to my charge lay that which most i fear the fault of disobedience prithee fear neither the one nor the other i tell thee girl there's more fear than danger for my own part as soon as thou art married to this noble lord my fears will be over sir i should be the vainest of my sex not to esteem myself unworthy far of this high honour once there was a time when to have heard my lord henrique's vows might have subdued my unexperienced heart and made me wholly his but that's now past and my firm plighted faith by your consent was long since given to the injudulio why then by my consent e'en take it back again thou like a simple wench hast given thy affections to a fellow that does not care a farthing for them one that has left thee for a jaunt to court as who should say i'll get a place now tis time enough to marry when i'm turned out of it so surely it should seem most lovely maid julio alas feels nothing of my passion his love is but the amusement of an hour a short relief from business or ambition the sport of youth and fashion of the age oh had he known the hopes the doubts the ardours of half the fond varieties of passion that played a tyrant with my tortured soul he had not left thee to pursue his fortune to practise cringes in a slavish circle and barter real bliss for unsure honour oh the opposing wind shouldering the tide makes here a fearful billow i needs must perish in it oh my lord is it then possible you can forget what's due to your great name and princely birth to friendship's holy law to faith repose to truth to honour and poor injured julio oh think my lord how much this julio loves you recall his services his well-tried faith 
think to this very hour where'er he be your favour is the envy of the court and secret triumph of his grateful heart poor julio how securely thou depend'st upon the faith and honour of thy master mistaken youth this very hour he robs thee of all thy heart holds dear tis so henriquez repays the merits of unhappy julio aside my slumbering honour catches the alarm i was to blame to parley with her thus she's shown me to myself it troubles me mad mad stark mad by this light i but begin to be so i conjure you by all the tender interests of nature by the chaste love twixt you and my dear mother oh holy heaven that she were living now forgive and pity me oh sir remember i've heard my mother say a thousand times her father would have forced her virgin choice but when the conflict was twixt love and duty which should be first obeyed my mother quickly paid up her vows to love and married you you thought this well and she was praised for this for this her name was honoured disobedience was ne'er imputed to her her firm love conquered whate'er opposed it and she prospered long time your wife my case is now the same you are the father which you then condemned i what my mother was but not so happy go to you're a fool no doubt you have old stories enough to undo you what you can't throw yourself away but by precedent huh you will needs be married to one that will none of you you will be happy nobody's way but your own forsooth but do you mark me spare your tongue for the future and that's using you hardly too to bid you spare what you have a great deal too much of go go your ways and do you hear get ready within these two days to be married to a husband you don't deserve do it or by my dead father's soul you are no acquaintance of mine she weeps be gentler to her good bernardo then woe the day i am circled round with fire no way for my escape but through the flames oh can i e'er resolve to live without a father's blessing or abandon julio with other maids the choice were not so hard interest that rules the world has made at last a merchandise of hearts and virgins now choose as their bid and wed without esteem by nobler springs shall my affections move nor own a master but the man i love exit leonora go thy ways contradiction follow her my lord follow her in the very heat this obstinacy must be combated by importunity as obstinate. Exit Henriquez after her. The girl says right. Her mother was just such another. I remember two of us courted her at the same time. She loved neither of us. But she chose me purely to spite that surly old blockhead, my father-in-law. Who comes here? Camillo? now the refusing part will lie on my side enters camillo my worthy neighbour i am much in fortune's favour to find you thus alone i have a suit to you please to name it sir sir i have long held you in singular esteem and what i shall now say will be a proof of it you know sir i have but one son ay sir and the fortune i am blessed with you pretty well know what it is 
"'Tis a fair one, sir. Such as it is, the whole reversion is my son's. He is now engaged in his attendance on our master, the duke. But ere he went, he left with me the secret of his heart, his love for your fair daughter. For your consent, he said, twas ready. I took a night, indeed, to think upon it, and now have brought you mine, and am come to bind the contract with half my fortune in present, the whole some time hence, and in the meanwhile my hearty blessing. Ha! Huh? What say you to it, Don Bernard? Why, really, neighbor, I must own I have heard something of this matter. Heard something of it? No doubt you have. Yes, now I recollect it well. Was it so long ago, then? Very long ago, neighbor. On Tuesday last. What, am I mocked in this business, Don Bernard? Not mocked, good Camillo, not mocked. But in love matters, you know, there are abundance of changes in half an hour. Time, time, neighbor, plays tricks with all of us. Time, sir? What tell you me of time? Come, I see how this goes. Can a little time take a man by the shoulder and shake off his honor? Let me tell you, neighbor, it must either be a strong wind or a very mellow honesty that drops so easily. Time, quotha? Looky, Camillo, will you please to put your indignation in your pocket for half a moment while I tell you the whole truth of the matter? My daughter, you must know, is such a tender soul she cannot possibly see a duke's youngest son without falling desperately in love with him. Now, you know, neighbor, when greatness rides post after a man of my years, tis both prudence and good breeding to let oneself be overtaken by it. And who can help all this? I profess it was not my seeking, neighbor. I profess a fox might earth in the hollowness of your heart, neighbor, and there's an end. If I were to give a bad conscience its true likeness, it should be drawn after a very near neighbor to a certain poor neighbor of yours. Neighbor with a pox. Nay, you are so nimble with me, you will hear nothing. Sir, if I must speak nothing, I will hear nothing. As for what you have to say, if it comes from your heart, tis a lie before you speak it. I'll to Leonora, and if I find her in the same story, why, I shall believe your wife was true to you and your daughter is your own. Fare you well. Exit as into Don Bernard's house. Ay, but two words must go into that bargain. It happens that I am at present of opinion my daughter shall receive no more company to-day, at least no such visits as yours. Exit Don Bernard, following him. Scene four. Changes to another prospect of Don Bernard's house. Leonora above. How tediously I've waited at the window, yet know not one that passes. Should I trust my letter to a stranger whom I think to bear an honest face, in which sometimes we fancy we are wondrous skilful? Then I might be much deceived. This late example of base henriquez bleeding in me now from each good aspect takes away my trust for his face seemed to promise truth and honour since nature's gifts in noblest forms deceive be happy you that want em here comes one i've seen him though i know him not he has an honest face too that's no matter uh, sir enters citizen to me as you were of a virtuous matron born, there is no doubt you are. 
I do conjure you, grant me one boon. Say, do you know me, sir? Hey, Leonora, and your worthy father. I've not time to press the suit I've to you with many words. Nay, I should want the words, though I had leisure. But for love of justice, and as you pity misery. But I wander wide from my subject. Know you Julio, sir? Yes, very well. I love him too, as well. Ah, oh, there an angel spake. Then I conjure you, convey this paper to him, and believe me, you do heaven service in it, and shall have cause not to repent your pains. I know not what your fortune is. Pardon me, gentle sir, that I am bold to offer this. Throws down a purse with money. Don Bernard, within. Leonora! I trust to you. Heaven put it in your heart to work me some relief. Doubt it not, lady, you have moved me so, that for a thousand dangers pass by way, I'll dare them all to serve you. Exit, citizen. Thanks from a richer hand than mine require you. Why, daughter? I come. Oh, Julio, feel but half my grief, and thou wilt outfly time to bring relief. Exit Leonora from the window. End of Act Two